think that our intro music still fits our persona. It's up to you, my dude. I, I definitely know. can't make a new one. <laughs> I like it. There's um some technical difficulties with it. Do I know how to fix those? Fuck no, I don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know how to fix them either. I don't know. Do you guys think that it goes with our like whole gimmick little shebang thingy that we got going on? You know, who we are, the type of stuff we give to you. I don't know. I still think that one song from Ben Sound that sounds like um, superheroes fits more, but also we can't use that. So, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Hi, but. everyone. It's Em and Liv, and we're your meta sidekicks. Today we're going to be talking about The Conjuring House. Emma, Em conjured me into this one. Wow. <laughs> oh, what is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was pretty good, though. <laughs> oh, I was trying to get the... Whatever. <laughs> we should really label those. It's more fun when uh, we don't know what the buttons are. But I I now, because uh, I chaptered one of our videos, the blue button is scary. That's all I know. <laughs> no. What? You know that one. I think that one's scarier. It's just suspenseful. I, what is that one? Someone like really just putting Whoa. down a shoebox? It's the build up to the punch. That's the one I was wow. looking for. The other blue one. See, and I should have known because it's the lighter blue one. It's just the... the, the, the Aren't the, you a the, psychic the, medium? The, Wouldn't mm. spirits tell you that? <laughs> <laughs> Giggles. You sound like everyone on the internet. I like it. It's funny. <laughs> Guys, we're talking about The Conjuring House today. If you have no idea what we're talking about, are you living under a rock? Well, I had no idea what we were talking about. That's specifically why we made this video. Like, I'd heard of it because of pop culture and I don't live under a rock, but do I specifically know what it is but or watch anything about it? Is no. Liv very afraid of it and never watch anything relating to it because it's scary? Yes. <laughs> so it was a good deal for you guys because I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but apparently this place is super haunted and i'm like talk to the spirits and then i'll tell you what i know and i'm like great seems like it's been working so far let's go for it again we're two for two maybe three for three i don't know you'd have to tell me what your uh what is it opinions on the lalori mansion that we did and the saint no queen mary cruise ship there you go buddy. we did those ones <laughs> i was like there is a it's a woman and she has a crown what is it <laughs> yeah so we do a whole bunch of Famous haunted locations where us as psychic mediums talk to the souls there and tell you what actually happened. And for this, we actually went on for like, I don't know, an hour at least where Liv just talks to spirits before I tell her the history because I'm the one that researched the history because Liv knows absolutely nothing about it. And this is one of my favorite horror series. But basically... If you guys want to, like, get in on all of that exclusive content, we're going to be posting it onto our Patreon tier, the Cloud Plane, which, by the way, we should do our shout-outs now. <gasps> I forgot. Okay. Do you have your phone? We should write these down. I mean, it's in here. I know that you like physical things, but... Yeah. Oh, we have 24 patrons. Guys. Because yeah, we got a new one. I didn't think that we'd have 24. I'm so excited. Guys, thank you. If you guys don't know what our Patreon is, it's our Metapsychics Patreon. You can find it in the link in the show notes as well as on our website and almost everywhere else that we have content for you. But what Em's talking about is the video is so long that she's not going to be able to put the whole thing on YouTube. So if you want to see me looking off into space and like talking to things that no one can see, 
go join Patreon. However, the coolest part about our Patreon is that you get access to the MetaPsychics Discord server, which is an inclusive environment in which people from all over the world can talk about spiritual, metaphysical, and paranormal things. We have chat rooms for tarot readings. We have chat rooms for mediumship, all of the different clairs and psychic abilities, as well as paranormal spooky stories, and just a general place where you can talk to everyone else on the server about things that are going on in your life. It's really cute. Guys, if you want to en enjoy a friend group chat of only metaphysical and spiritual people join our patreon what are you waiting for it's great it will be in the show notes my dude but let's get into the shout outs autumn thank you so much for being a 25 dollars cloud plane donor thais 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 sorry if we butcher your names sorry but you are a sidekick yeah three dollars a month and then we have victoria you are also a three dollar a month sidekick Jenny from the Harmonic Forest. Ooh, then we got Laurel. She's an $8 Harmonic Forest. Brianna, also from the Harmonic Forest. Then we have Antia. Antia, $3 sidekick. <laughs> Sorry. Bradley from the Infinite Domain. Infinite Domain. Main, main, main. Then we got Sandy. She's from the Harmonic Forest. I oh. see you, girl. Sorry, I cannot pronounce your name. Yeah. Najia from Nausea. the Akashic Castle. Najia. Mm. Are you there? Are you listening? Is that how you pronounce your name? If so, please let us know in Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry, $15 Akashic Castle. Greer from the Sidekicks. And we got Sophie, who's also in the Akashic Castle, kicking it with Rosaline. Christina, who's also a sidekick. No capes. We got Sushi Fushi in the Akashic Castle, sipping tea in the corner. And Bunny Bun, who's a sidekick. Then we got Katie, who's a part of the Cloud Plane. Charles from the Akashic Castle. Then we got Jen, who's also a part of the Infinite Domain. Holly from the Cloud Plane. Then we got Krista from the Cloud Plane. We got Flo from the Cloud Plane. Ibby from the Harmonic Forest. And Michael from the Harmonic Forest. Michael Blake, this to be true. Yeah, it really kills me to call you Michael. I hope you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the spirits that I saw before you told me anything. Yeah. Because mind you, we've already done the video, so now I know all of the weird shit that I said was right. Yeah, so if you to guys extent, are interested... I assume. If you guys are interested in me revealing the history to Liv while she talks to the spirits, that will be in our YouTube video. But we did that earlier. So now I've come to learn that as a medium, I don't like talking to dark things. Really? <laughs> Real big surprise, right? But when I've started to talk to dark things it's and when i say dark things it's like demonic lower vibrational energy things that want to get spooks out of you if you guys are new to want to get the spooks the spooks out of you um if you're newer to our podcast we've talked about dark entity entities and lower vibrational beings and that their sole purpose like gases is to reach a more stable energetic state so they try to get energy from you in the form of scaredness or anxiety and depression, things like that. But the way I've come to understand that dark things are trying to talk to me is that like the energy that they're trying to get out of you, it's scary. So they're, it's funny because as soon as I sat down with M upstairs, I was like, all right, medium hat, I'm going to put you on, dust you out of this box because I haven't used you in two days. <laughs> 
and uh, let's see. things lie into you. Let's see how this goes. And immediately the first thing that I got was, you're not a psychic medium. You can't see anything. Everything that you're going to see, you don't even think. It's just a figment of your imagination. You are nothing. And I was like, oh, thank you, dark things. I knew you were there. (laughs) We're getting off to a good start. (laughs) Thank you for just, you know, validating that for me. Now, if you could please scooch aside so I could talk to other things that know about you, that would be nice. Thank you. And uh, this older man stepped forward. I want to say he's like middle-aged. And by middle-aged, I mean like late 50s, early 60s, um, medium build. And he's just very calm. And he started walking me throughout the property and the house and showing me different things. We started with the front steps. I saw that there was like wooden front steps or front steps um, to the front door or some sort of door on the outside of the house. And there's this little tiny like demon type skittery thing I wouldn't even call it demon I would just call it like a lower vibrational entity some little skittery thing and it um <laughs> yeah it swipes its little dark hands out from underneath the stairs and it's interesting I kind of can explain it like Schmeagle you know from the Lord of the Rings how like at one point you see like he wants to maybe help but then all of a sudden he like switches and like has this weird evil thing overcome him that's kind of what this little dark thing underneath the stairs is like at one point it tries to shoo people that walk up the stairs to leave the house but then it's like whatever is controlling it switches its mindset and tries to bring people in so and the way that i perceive it is the really bad thing in the basement makes this like low frequency hum and all of the other dark entities that are below it kind of have shifted their mindset to be more angry and all of the negative energy comes out of them. Yeah, that was the first thing that the man showed me. And then I saw in the kitchen that the, oh, this was the second thing. He's helping me. The second thing that he showed me was the kitchen where the cupboards that are wooden open and shut and slam on their own. And he kind of like stood up and smiled a little bit and like threw his hands up like he was conducting an orchestra. He's like, this happens all the time. It's almost as if it's orchestrated. Well, who does it though? Mm, I think it's just the energy in the house okay. that makes it move because they know that they can get a rise out of it. <laughs> I assume it's the thing in the basement, but disconnected. A little bit. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I don't think he actually like does it. I don't think that thing does it. I think it just happens because there's so much energy from this thing there. Yeah, it like he does it in a way, but it's funny. He j- he just was laughing. He's like, "This really gets people." And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay." So I asked them, and I was like, "Do the kitchen cabinets like slam open and shut a lot and things like that?" And she's like, "Yes." Yeah, there's like, lots of tapping and moving of things, and it literally to me is there's this big entity and the like wind or gravity just like blows things in its path does that make sense and that's why it's like disconnected from the entity because he's not consciously doing it it's just there's so much energy yeah the next thing I saw was a boy he's younger in the house and mm, it's like it's not the boy that's actually there because the boy that is that the thing in the basement is the main entity in the house. And this is what differs from a lot of the things that the internet says or other people that have gone there. So the thing in the basement is such a strong lower vibrational entity that it is able to manifest the things that people see or are scared of to scare them. So the things that we're seeing in the house that are bad are not the souls of the people that I'm talking to. 
it is the scary manifestation that the dark thing in the basement uses to personify the emotions out of people that are like us that walk through the house. And when I say us, it's not psychic mediums, just normal people, physical people. So the boy that I saw, the man showed me that is not actually a real boy. They just used a manifestation of what the boy looked like to get people to be scared. But it was in one of is the... Is he separate, like a separate dark entity, or is he part of the manifestation of the dark thing in the basement? I think the manifestation... It, it's a manifestation of the thing in the dark basement that has sentience. Okay. Because he's different than the other, like things that this thing puppets around yeah because he's more separate does he have like a high collared shirt yeah and it's like buttoned up very high yeah he's like six or seven maybe eight years old and mm-hmm. he wears like shorts that are like to his knees yeah okay yeah but like i stare at him and he glitches turns, he turns black yeah and then he kind of turns into smoke but his eyes stay white yeah. Yeah. He gives me vibes like the thing that we talked about. He gives me vibes like Georgie. Yeah. Because we talk about the boy who cries his eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> in um one of our last podcast and YouTube videos. So check that out. But anyways, he gives me Georgie vibes. But I feel like there's a kid in the closet. Oh. Okay. So the kid in the closet, there's something in the closet too. And Other I feel than like the kid or the kid is in the closet. The kid uses the uses himself to get things into the closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's something in the closet that puppets the kid to get th- people into the room because they see the kid, but it's not the kid that is what's supposed to scare them. It's the thing in the closet. Got you. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's more separate. Yeah. They use the kid as, like, bait to bring people to where it wants to go because kids are innocent looking. So that's how they want to be perceived until the very end. <laughs> but be be clear, this isn't an actual child's soul. Yeah. There are a lot of children's souls within the Conjuring house, but this is not an actual child. Yeah. So then the next thing that the man showed me, well, this is when I saw the boy that was in the farmhouse, but I didn't say anything. <laughs> Um, who's off to the left in the back of the far? Uh, oh, is that what this dark thing looks like? Is him? No, so. no, no, no. Okay. I'm just going through what the man was showing me because he's replaying it back for me. What I said in the YouTube video, but this is when I saw the boy that died in the in the barn. But I didn't say anything because it wasn't related to the house. He like stands farther back into the property. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a barn that was on the property. And then I think he moved me up into the attic because one of the first things I asked about the house was, okay, does it look like there's two stories, but technically there's not? And M said, yes. I said, is the house brown? She said, yes. And then she explained that the upstairs is like an attic. It's not like a full upstairs. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then I said, when you walk upstairs into the attic, from right to left, things get thrown across the room. <laughs> Uh, like just straight yeeted and she's like I think so and this is when the man introduced me to the woman that was upstairs and so was that Bathsheba yes yeah okay but there's an older woman and Bathsheba was one of the souls that was accused of being a witch but we'll get into her story in a second but whatever this or whoever this spirit is it's just pissed in general because she's like 
People come here to feel things, but they're not like you and M. They don't feel things like that. They come here to feel things, but they think it's going to be physical, so I make it physical. That's why I throw things at them. It's kind of like making fun of them because she doesn't want people in the house because people shouldn't be in the house because by people coming to the house, it makes the thing in the basement stronger and causes more problems. So if you stop going to the house, it'll stop causing problems. If that makes sense. Right. You're just feeding energy into something that wants it. And the what Em and I say, the best thing to the best way to get rid of dark things is to not give them energy. But all these people go here because they want to feel spooked. She's <laughs> like, I'm gonna make you feel spooked. Yeah. In addition to what the dark thing does anyways. But I'm like, okay, well then do you not want people to be here? She's like, it doesn't matter if I want people to be here or not. They dragged me into it and no one's gonna not come here anyways because these people made a problem and that's when she when the man showed me the people that came into the house so long ago so he showed me a tall dark-haired man and he's like a big broad-chested guy so like I think I said like exorbitantly large human (laughs) in the video like a large person because like yes men are big but like this dude was just bigger and the way he showed me the guy was like these people had good intentions when they came here, but it got distorted by their ego. And you're talking about the Warrens, the uh, ghost investigators, right? Yeah. That's when I started talking about them. And you're like, yeah, there was people that came there. So tell me what you think of them. So yes. he showed me his perception of them. So this man came, the big older or the big like large guy. And he showed me that there's like gold light that comes out of him almost like prisms like when prism light comes out you see it in like bars kind of which gold light is usually like spiritual healing or protection usually yeah and he was like okay this dude's gonna come here and he's gonna try and like protect things and like make things quieter uh almost like putting things in a box so that they couldn't get out if that makes any sense yeah um but what ended up happening is once the man with the golden light figured out what was going on or got a perception of what was going on I don't think he understood necessarily what was going on to the fullest extent and this soul of this man was like it doesn't matter if he knows exactly what's going on but if he could help by putting things in boxes to keep them quiet it would take power away from the rest of the house but what he ultimately ended up doing was using his ego to make it worse so everything that his golden light touched was manipulated by his ego of being able to (sighs) ego is like not only just your perception of society society should be yeah but i feel like he was how do i explain this does he have ego surrounding the like metaphysical world yes that he could turn it into money and fame and that's Ah. what he did So that egotistical idea of I can profit off of this because I am cool and like narcissistic towards the situation. Does that make sense? Oh, he's using it as like a like badge of honor. Like if I can get rid of these things, like people will think I'm really good. Yes. But because he was dealing with something that was so powerful. It manipulated that. Correct. (laughs) So he again, the intentions were there, but they were manipulated by ego and that's what tainted everything. That golden light was tainted by his ego and the reach that it had only made things worse. But like, does that make sense? How did it make things worse? Because the way I see it is it blocks everything out from this man. So this man has no idea what's actually happening in the house. So he isn't able to help because it's like he's wearing blinders almost. Yeah. 
his blinders of ego of yeah. I can do this, but you can't. <laughs> you should have just not gone there in the first place. Right. Or what he do- what he did was too big. Yeah, and this was Ed Warren, and Ed Warren had a wife named Lorraine Warren, who was the medium. Yes, and then the man went on to explain to me that the medium was a medium. She was able to speak to spiritual beings or souls. However, they were able to trick her into thinking that she was talking to human souls, but really what she was talking to was dark things. Because the first thing that she said when she walked into this house was, there is a malicious spirit here named Bathsheba. And it was actually the dark thing making itself look like a human spirit. Yes, the puppet manifestation. So I feel like she did talk to some of the human souls, but again, a lot of the information was tainted by dark things, which only gave it more power. Which it also makes sense because she, they specifically deal with demonology, so it would make sense that she pulls the demons out of things because she's not like afraid of it. So she's not afraid to talk to dark things, but there's also a line of who am I talking to and who is giving me false information. Yeah. So it just wasn't a good thing. Good intention turned bad and it just made things worse because you could have gone in there and just like, I feel like he could have maybe gone in and like put the lesser things in boxes and told people like, this is, I don't know. He just didn't know. He didn't know at all what he got himself into or what he got them all into. Yeah, not at all. (laughs) Was there like letters or something written? Like actual letters or just written things? Yeah, things written about it. I feel like he wrote things about the house. Yeah, that was one of his most famous like investigations that he's ever done. And it was considered incomplete. So there are movies about it. There are books about it. There are documentaries about it. Is that what you're talking about? No, I feel like he was there and he wrote things about it. And like, oh, I don't might know. Have. Like sitting at a, a table in the kitchen and writing things down that was going on around everything. And it just wasn't, something was off about it. Interesting. They um were technically referred to as psychic researchers. They wanted to find proof that the metaphysical and paranormal were real. Mm. So it would make sense that he was taking notes and things like that. But uh, I see what you're seeing. I feel like he was manipulated by something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like trans mediumship almost, but like he didn't know what he was doing. It was happening. Yeah. Just like she didn't realize that he. That she was talking to dark things. Yeah. Okay. We'll move on. I don't want to keep talking to that stuff. It's too complicated. But yeah. So we talked about. Oh, the birthing room upstairs, too. I just got, like, a very weird, like, stuffy, almost claustrophobic, warm feeling. Like, if you're in a padded room, but it's uncomfortable and it's too hot. Yeah, in that room, nowadays, they have, like, powder on the floor so that entities are able to, like, draw in it or something. That's weird. So, I don't know if that actually happens, but... um, Is that, like, when you put shaving cream on your desk in elementary school and they make you do math problems? (laughs) I, I don't know. And then also one of the other rooms has like a floor to ceiling bookshelf and one of the books always flies off of it. Oh, I forgot about that. The yeah, little that dark happens. thing. And then you also told me about the little children that run around that people see. Oh, yeah. The boy and girl. So there's like a boy and girl spirit there. Spirits there. And I think they're very much residual. But again, because the dark thing was like to manifest things that have happened there or like take people's ideas and in, into manifestation. Uh, to scare them, I feel like the things that are active 
about it are about the little boy and girl children. Yeah. I feel like a lot of psychics go in there and see the little boy and girl. Like running through the house. Yeah. There's a difference between a psychic and a medium. Psychics are able to perceive souls, but mediums are able to not only perceive them, but communicate to them. So if a psychic goes in there and says, oh, I saw a little boy and a girl, people are like, oh, you're a medium. What did they say? And they're like, I don't know. (laughs) But what happens is the psychic now saw the residual energy of the little boy and girl playing, but the dark thing knows (laughs) about it. The dark thing's like, oh, I can manipulate this real fun. Real fast. And since the psychic can't talk to it, they just get scared (laughs) because they can see it. Yes. So Liv was telling me that there's residual energy of children like playing and running through the house. But when they like peer around the corner, that it's something else. (laughs) Yeah. That is not the little boy and girl. That's the manifestation of what the thing is running with. The idea of it. It's gross. Yeah. So, but this man is really nice. And M started talking about, oh, we talk about the man that growls too. (laughs) So a lot of people also know the story of the, I think he might be in like a utility closet or something, but there is a aggressive malicious soul there, like a human soul who is a man and he is very misogynistic. He doesn't like women. He also very much does not like mediums. He does not like being seen by other people. So that is one of the souls that, People try to poke and prod, <laughs> but Which is he weird. showed up and he growls. Yeah, he growls. I was like, oh, okay. So I asked Emma, I'm like, do they get EVMPs or whatever they're called of a man growling a lot? And she goes, yes, I think so. Yeah, I think he, he growls. They get a lot of EM, EM, whatever, but he, I he, don't think they know I that I think he him. likes to push people too. He also, he scratches people, right? Yeah. He's just a very forward energy, but there's nothing behind it. It's all in front of him. You were also saying that he has, what, a like a, a switchblade? Switch and he scratches people with that, but he also claws people, but that's not necessarily, like, him. his conscious energy. It's when that, that dark thing kind of manipulates him. Yeah. And that angry energy makes him scratch people physically with his like hands and not just this like it's like people i would assume with like anger disorders when everything goes red it's like that line of like you don't have control anymore yeah and like i said earlier that hum that this dark thing has it takes all of the negative energy within a soul and like amplifies it it. or manifests yeah Mm -hmm. it like takes control over them in a sense of they don't have control of their actions you know, like when the heat kicks on in industrial buildings, <laughs> like in our office building, that's yeah. what it makes me hear. Yeah, because it's like the little dark thing that's on the stairs literally just wants to get out of this thing's energy, but it's such a lesser dark entity that it can't because of the gravity of the thing that's in the basement. So that's why sometimes it's like, don't go in here, it's scary. And sometimes it's like, come in here. <laughs> yeah. So... What else did we see? The man who growls and the woman who throws things on the attic. <laughs> I can go into the history and you can tell you things. Yeah. Okay. So well, let's. Yeah. That's all that I saw before the history. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into the history of the conjuring house. So the conjuring house was actually known as the Arnold's estate. Because the Arnolds had this big plot of land that they owned for generations upon generations. They have owned the the estate for about 
eight generations until the Perrin family, who bought the house back in January of 1971. And the Perrin family is the one that had the Warrens come in and kind of try and figure out what's happening into the house. So the second that they moved in, they immediately started having like little happenings of hauntings. So they would hear voices, they would hear tapping, they would hear scratching, they would get scratched, things like that. And one of the things that I found interesting is I found a story about a man that showed up when they moved in. There was an older man that one of the daughters found because the Perrin family was a family of seven with Carolyn and Roger being the mother and father of five daughters. So one of their daughters actually saw an apparition of a man, which she didn't even know this was a ghost. She thought it was just someone like helping them move in or whatever. So she goes up to one of her parents and says, who is the strange older man like in the living room? Like, who is that? And both her parents were like, we don't know who that is. There's no one here that's helping us. And that is the soul that we believe is talking to Liv and kind of guiding her through the house. So the house has a lot of history. It's over 200 years old. And Carolyn, the mother, actually allegedly did research on the house that revealed there is a lot of weird deaths on the house. There was a lot of deaths specifically around children. So there was a lot of children who supposedly drowned in a creek back in the forest. There were some that had hung themselves. And then there were others that were very mysteriously that passed. So Liv talked about a little boy that was in the barn that had also passed. And you want to talk about that? (laughs) Because I talked to the soul of this boy's mother because it was really hard for his passing. Oh. Yeah, I just saw, I see a boy, I feel like he's 13, 14, maybe, out in the field to the left behind the house, kind of. But, you know, directions are hard because I don't know which how the way the house faces technically. I feel like there used to be a barn over there and, like, his neck is very red. So I don't know if he got cut by something or something about his head and neck is interesting. He just was out there and was talking about it. And I see the barn and like hay used to not necessarily be in like hay bales. It just used well, to be. he was hung? I don't know if he was hung or if there was an accident, but there's something with his neck being red and like his head rolls. Because like maybe because he's a child. This is gruesome. So if you don't want to hear it, <laughs> if he's a child and he's being hung and they like miscalculated something. I don't know. Since he's also a child. I don't know. That like freaks me out a little bit. Freaks me out, too. Yeah, some bad things can happen if that's actually what happened to this boy. But it took a toll on his mother. And his mother was telling me about how that there's a lot of, like, residual energy from his passing that was in the house because it was very hard for them to deal with. But she was one of the Arnolds. And when the Perrin family finally moved in, The person that was most affected by the hauntings was the mother, Carolyn. And she she immediately felt kind of sick. The energy was almost pulled out of her and she felt exhausted. She was getting hit, scratched. She was getting bruises. She was mostly affected by the entities in this house. So they had a paranormal team come to help them with the hauntings. And this is when the Warrens came into the house. 
So it was Ed and Lorraine Warren, which I've already said Lorraine was the medium and Ed was the like investigator. So they were only at the house six times total. So the first few times they were kind of like had their gear in there and were investigating and trying to figure out what they were dealing with. But the first thing that Lorraine, the medium, experienced or saw was the soul of this woman who said that her name was Bathsheba and she I don't know if they told her that she was the one that was hung because there's there's so much like rumors surrounding this like house because it's so famous but one of the things that this medium said is there is a soul that is malicious and their name is Bathsheba and the story of Bathsheba goes there's a lot of rumors and everything that you research about this like woman is allegedly believed supposedly this woman was alleged to be a satanist or a witch who would do rituals where they sacrifice the young to kind of have that eternal youth or whatever so she was accused of wait 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 like literally from what is that movie hocus pocus Mm -hmm. jesus Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I like blanked out while you were talking to tell your story. And that is just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Yes. So allegedly she took the neighbor's infant and she put a like needle in the back of their head. And she was never convicted of that because there wasn't any proof that she did it. I also think that there's a lot of people believe that she lived in the house. That is also not true. She lived on the Sherman farm, which was one of the neighboring estates of the Arnold's estate. So Lorraine came in and kind of like blamed it on someone, mostly because she was talking to the dark thing that was making itself look and appear as this woman as Bathsheba so she has a really bad rep for no reason and she is actually buried and her gravestone is defaced to the point where they had to remove it because so many people have like gone there and with hateful energy to destroy it and like we were talking about before she is the woman that is upstairs that is why she does not like want to be there or need to be there is she was just pulled into it because of people accusing her of things that she did not necessarily do but she's angry because I mean why would you not be angry this woman literally destroyed this girl's reputation when she is very much not like this malicious spirit it was this dark thing that was making itself look like her and the parent family had a lot of other interviews and documentaries surrounding the Conjuring House, and they have specifically said that Lorraine have told them about the Bathsheba spirit within their house, and they very much believe that she was not the spirit that was affecting Carolyn because they saw a woman with their neck bent. So they believed that this woman that people refer to as the crooked woman was the one that was specifically attacking Carolyn in the house. And there was all a whole, whole bunch of speculation of like Carolyn being the mistress of the house and that these souls wanted to take that away from her because she couldn't be the mistress because they were. But this woman that they're referring to is actually one of the Arnold's She was the wife of one of the Arnold's men, and she hung herself in the barn. So 
because at that time it was so frowned upon to do something like that to yourself, that is one of the energies that is surrounding that incident. And the dark thing in the basement actually uses that so that it can manifest itself to look like this crooked woman. But for some reason, I don't know if this is right, but I feel like her name is Sarah, but I don't usually get names. And I can't find her name online. Mm. But she also gets blamed for causing havoc within the house, even though she does not do that. Yeah, it's just a lot. Everything's like speculation, and a lot of people have just gone with a lot of things and ran with it. And if that's how the thing in the basement works, it's exactly what you're doing exactly what it wants you to do. Yeah, exactly. Is create more terror and fear mongering of the situation so that it can become more powerful and have more apparitions that it can manipulate to scare people. Yeah. So all of this led up to the Warrens deciding they needed to perform a seance to talk to the souls of the house, which was a really bad idea on their part. So if you guys don't know what a seance is, it's usually when you have a medium, you're holding hands, it's lowly lit, and the oh, medium is able to communicate with the souls. Can we talk about what a medium actually is? Guys, we, oh, did gosh. A, we did a video and a podcast on, what are they called? The tools, divination tools. <laughs> Literally, guys, a medium, when seances first came around which if you didn't know was in Ohio during the spiritualist movement a medium wasn't necessarily a medium in the sense that we're telling you like we're mediums we talk to souls in a seance version of a media a medium in the version of a seance it's just the person that is but I think she was the actual medium I know but I'm referring to a medium as in like the person that ask the questions of the Ouija boards. I know, but a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people are like, there is a lot of people nowadays will read stories of seances and they'll be like, the medium said this. But guys, the medium isn't necessarily a medium. It's just the person that has been chosen to be the one person that speaks on behalf of everybody else to answer questions so that it's more streamlined and there's not like confusion of who's talking. Yeah, but I think in this case, they were holding hands and... The spirit was going to talk through Lorraine. Okay. Like literally have her speak. I just upon think it. that it's funny that mediums were not really mediums. They were just technically a medium. Yeah, I mean technically they are because they're the media between a uh, physical realm and the spiritual realm. I'm just saying fun <laughs> fact. My ADHD <laughs> brain remembered that. <laughs> Information dump. Yeah. So during the seance. The, again, the person who was mostly affected by it was Carolyn. So when they started it, she started speaking in tongues and people, Liv thinks it's funny, people refer to it as a language that is not of this world. And then I made a joke about why don't we call it babbling or baby talk or gibberish. Because it doesn't that sound funnier. like normal. It, I feel like if I could do that noise, I, you know what I'm saying? Like... I don't think my, my, my vocal cords could make that noise come out. You got a quarter? I'll read some Latin on the back of a quarter. Yeah, but can you do it while sounding like fucking demon lord people? <laughs> I know. I'm just telling you that with my mind, mm -hmm. my 
brain deals with scary things by making them funny. Yeah, I know. And this is the part that's the most scary. So she's like, I need to make as much joke as possible. And I'm like, this is going to be rude for people. <laughs> so I'll be started, quiet. <laughs> she started speaking in tongues and then her chair lifted off the floor and she started getting like curled up into a ball. Like, oh, in like <sighs> crumpled, mm-hmm. like a giant thing with lots of gravity is crushing her yeah like the thing in the basement and then she got thrown across the room to where everyone in the room claims to hear her skull hit the ground at that point all of her daughters believed that she was dead and mr perrin roger perrin was the one that kicked the warrens out of the house they only returned once to make sure that carolyn was okay but that was such a dumb idea on their part because, like, I don't I don't understand how you're a medium and you don't think that having a seance is going to give a dark thing energy to make it so much worse. Because well, I also don't understand why, as a medium, you would need to have a seance. Well, I mean, I, yeah. Uh, Maybe it's just a, a cultural difference, you know, because, like, it was the 70s and now. Well, it also probably is because she was probably confused. Oh, yeah. Because she was talking Talking to a dark dark thing and the dark thing was lying to her. Mm. So, yeah. Lying to both of them. So, essentially what a seance does is it amplifies energy. It's a tool to create more energy. So, whatever energy you're putting into the seance is the thing that gets amplified. So, if you're using people who are afraid of the seance, like the people who are being tormented in the house you're amplifying scared, nervous energy. So this energy literally just went into this dark thing and they were like, you want to see a show? I can fucking show you a show. Yeah. It's scary. They had good intentions, but it was very misdirected and misled by ego as well as being manipulated by dark things and not knowing it, which is exactly what dark things do. So. Yeah. So do you see people talk about... um, the seven soldiers that are on the property because there's gravestones. Yeah, we talked about this in the YouTube video and they told me that it's not them that they that people see. They see residual energy of it, but immediately when you talked to me about like the seven soldiers, it, they explained it to me along with the man was that they're not a part of the house. They were there before the house was built um, or very, very close to when the house was built, either before or slightly after, but they're not connected to the house. But the fact that people know about the history of them because they're buried in the woods makes people think, oh, it's connected to the conjuring house, but they're not. They have nothing to do with it. They're just associated with the land because they were buried there because when they were traveling, they got sick and died. And one of the soldiers, only one of them, made me feel like from the knuckles, like right behind the knuckles of my toes forward, my feet were falling off. So like they were frozen, like frostbite off. Yeah. Yeah. Like severe frostbite. So I feel like these people got sick and died, these soldiers, and they're buried there. But the fact that people know about the history of them brings them in. But they're not actually anyone knows about the history of them. They just like YouTubers or someone on the property found graves. Okay. Yeah. But they're not associated with the house. Yes. However, the fact that people are associating with them with the house associating them with the house is giving the dark thing in the basement the ability to manipulate 
things so that people can see them, but it's not them. It's just an apparition of them because people have the idea or the thought in their head, but they're not there. So what's in the basement then? You explain it. You're better at it. (laughs) So I made a video about this in like September when I was like thirst coming a medium, which was super weird for me. (laughs) Also because you you have to explain it because it was already confusing me. Well, okay, listen. So... I uh, watch scary things while at work because I have the attention span of a squirrel. And then I see them. And Liv literally calls me one day and she's like, I see this woman at my desk who's not actually there, who's like grumbling at me. She screeched at me. Well, you explain it. (laughs) I'm sitting at my desk and this woman in a like white gross nightgown with squirrely raggedy white and gray hair that's long comes floating past my desk and up to it and then just looks at me and like growl screeches screams at me and I'm like god damn it Emily what is she watching (laughs) she calls me on the phone and she's like what are you watching I was like oh um the conjuring house and she's like why I'm like (laughs) I didn't know you were going to see things. I'm going to watch it. I didn't know you would see things. I hate it. She does this all the time. There's just like weird things. This is how we got Dracula to talk to me because she was watching a dumb thing at work about Dracula. That's because he was screeching at me and I wanted it to stop. I didn't know he was talking to me when I came up to your desk. (laughs) But anyways, I was watching the video from sam and colby this was like the first video i've ever found from them and literally only watched it because i love the conjuring house so when i watched it that was when i first started realizing my mediumship gifts immediately there were two souls that came forward and were like we're gonna protect you during this because um there's really bad things in here that you don't need to actually talk to we're gonna tell you the things that are actually happening so that the dark thing doesn't lie to you and make you think other things are happening like what happened as soon as i sat down this morning <laughs> so the first person first woman spirit that came forward was what people refer to as the woman in white and she is a woman that usually appears to be floating from room to room like and i talked about touch that right yeah you talked about it you said what I said, because I wasn't really seeing this woman because she's not a human soul. She's more of a spiritual being that is the balance to the dark thing in the basement. Em and I in our other podcasts and videos talk about how there isn't good or bad. It just is yin and yang, basically. So she is the balance to the dark thing in the basement. And I said, okay, well, I'm not really seeing her and she's not really talking to me as a soul. But what she explained to me, because she showed me herself momentarily, because she scares me, is... (laughs) um, she floats through the th- uh, through the house, and I told I described what she looked like. Em goes, yeah, that's what people see. That's what I see. And I said, she's showing me that the reason her feet don't touch the floor is because when they do touch the floor, that is when she grounds everything and shuts it off. Yes. So I see something similar in the La Lorie mansion because we did that in one of our past podcasts. There was a soul that was the complete opposite of this woman that was going to balance her soul because her soul has been like, overtaken by darkness the same thing was happening to this place as well and i did not realize that at the moment because again baby medium but when we first started filming this video i was like you're not an actual person are you and she's like "Hmm." (laughs) like i'm not important i am just here to make sure that you are safe so the woman in white is seen a lot when people first walk in because the she is the one that's going to like make sure that they're okay 
So she's the one that kind of told me a whole bunch of things about the dark thing in the basement. So there is a dark entity in the basement that is so like heavy with its energy that it's almost like it's a planet in itself. Like it's almost like it has a gravity to it. Like a black hole. Yes. Liv refers to it as like a vacuum. Mm -hmm. But the way that I see it is if you're in like science class and they're telling you about the gravity around planets, they like show you this grid and the grid kind of funnels in towards the planets. That's exactly what this thing like makes me see is it's like when you get close to it, it's like you're drawn to its energy because it pulls you in because it's just so heavy that it moves the fabric of space and time. And that's why those little dark skittery things are kind of trapped in this bowl because they're also heavy. So once they get into its gravity, they have a hard time leaving the gravity. But what this woman specifically described to me is we did a podcast about dreams and she used that to explain to me what the entity does in the house. So when you are dreaming, your physical body is asleep, but your soul is still living, it's still awake, it's still active. So what happens when you're dreaming is that you create a little avatar for yourself in your soul's energy and you create this like dream space for your energy as well to kind of walk around in. So you create like worlds. This dark thing does something very similar where it's mass of energy because it's huge. The area in which its energy is within our physical realm is its play area to create a dream that is physically in our world a nightmare world if you will so it creates whatever it wants and manifests the images or the things within its own energy because it has that power it has that understanding of things but that takes a lot of energy so what it does is there is a portal that was here for a really long time none of the spirits can tell me like when it was because it's I have a lot of dark things telling me and a lot of light things telling me. But the portal was there and that attracted this heavy spirit to kind of sit on top of it and feed off of the energy of the portal, which is why it doesn't want to move away from the house or get go to a different location is because there's this portal in the basement that it sits on top of. And we talk about this in our other our other content where when a portal's orientation is parallel to the ground things it's kind of like a hell portal like things that are dark come out of it oh okay so we have to explain what portals are so we talk about portals in a couple other videos like janelle's um podcast and video but we so far of our perception of portals is that Portals that are vertical are portals that are from one dimension to the next. Like we talk about it in the graveyard video too, the portal that's in the tree. However, this is the second type of portal that we've seen that is different from the horizontal portals that we've perceived. So the ones that are parallel to the ground. Yeah. Horizontal. Sorry. Yeah. Vertical portals are good. Horizontal or ones that are on the ground are bad. So when we talk about energy, cause as mediums, all we're doing is perceiving energy, um, energy that exists on a lower frequency is a lower vibration. It goes with colors too and auras and chakras and things like that. But because dark things are lower vibrational creatures, they come from below. That is why one portals, or at least 
our rationalization of the portals that we see that are on the ground are for like dark hell portal things. Right? Is that a good explanation? Yeah. So the way that I like to describe it is dark things are heavier. Mm-hmm. So that's why they fall to the bottom of, I don't know, a substance. So if you imagine our world as like water, air, and gas, they're like the most solid things and they just fall to the bottom because they're heavy. So when you have a portal or a door, it's got to be above them because they're the things that are at the bottom. So that's why they're able to crawl out of this portal. Whereas if it was vertical, it would be harder for them to climb out of it, which is why spiritual beings use portals that are more vertical or upright. So this house has one of those hell portals that allows dark things to kind of crawl out of. And I would presume that's how this dark thing, like, found this location. But it's a pretty bomb location for them, considering that it's famous and brings a whole bunch of people there to give them their dark energy. Did it come out of the portal? I don't know. Did it? I don't know. I just thought, heard that, so I figured I'd ask. Okay, that's what I think. I think it came out of the portal and it didn't have as much energy. It just sits there. But it's really hard to tell because it doesn't want you to think that. <laughs> yeah. Like in our YouTube video, it was telling Liv that it is a portal. But it's also not. It sits over the portal. Yeah. But again, I don't trust anything that a dark thing's saying. Talking about. Yeah, which is why this woman in white was the one that was telling me about it. And... Like I said, it creates this nightmare world. So the next spirit that I talked to while watching this video was the crooked woman, the woman with her neck bent, Mrs. Arnold's, if you will, that uh, hung herself in the barn. Um, she is seen throughout the house, and people will claim to see a woman that has their neck bent that walks around and is specifically in the basement. So if you guys don't know, the person that owned the house after the Perrin family actually had a like daycare that they had. And they would keep the children in the basement. And there's a whole bunch of now like children toys and things like that. And on the children's toys, there were drawn the crooked woman. So there were pictures of this stick figure lady with her neck bent. And obviously... This dark thing thinks, oh, children are easy to present things to because they don't have an ego that is developed. So I'm going to show them really scary things and they're going to go to their parents and they're going to tell them, <laughs> oh, there's this really weird lady in this in our, our babysitter's basement. Isn't that cool? And their parents are going to be like, holy no, it's not. Holy no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and... All, it was definitely closed down as a babysitting service. That's so funny. Also, why would you put kids in a basement? I'm sorry, that's fizzocked. Well, okay, if it's the conjuring basement, I don't understand. But, like, sometimes a basement is nice. No! If you got a rich basement. Okay, is it a rich basement? No. no exactly. That's why I said not the conjuring house, but... <laughs> It's like a fully finished basement that looks like a house. Okay. But, but anyways, this, this entity basements. is not Mrs. Arnold's. It is not the spirit that I was talking to. And she specifically told me, I am not this scary thing that walks around and spooks people. That is the dark thing in the basement being like, oh, you guys really didn't like when she did that. And... 
I can make it so much worse by making her look really scary and scare the energy out of you. Mm-hmm. So this thing just manifests in an image of her, which I don't know if I mentioned. People think that spiritual blackmail, <laughs> which I don't know if I mentioned. People think that Bathsheba is the crooked woman. They think that she hung herself on the Arnold property for some reason. Oh, yeah. And she told me that she didn't. She 100% didn't. And it's like she died of paralysis from a stroke. And she died on the Sherman Farm property, not on the Arnold property. And you also have to understand back then, house properties were like, huge so when we say neighboring property it's not like close your blinds because if you're changing i'll see your butt cheeks it's like you're actually like four miles away i think they had like 200 acres or some shit yeah yeah so for her to be like i'm just gonna come on over and like live in your house that would be a real big pain in the butt especially if she already has a house of her own yeah i like i don't understand why they like connected her at all with this woman I don't know. In the house. It just makes no sense. Because it made for good gossip. Clearly. So. Oh, in the video, we talked about how, like, people would just accuse people for being witches because they were better at baking than them. And, like, the other girls were really catty and would be like, oh, my gosh, Becky with the big butt makes a great cobbler. She's going to steal my husband. She's a witch. So, you know. So dumb rumors get spread. Yeah. It's just silly. So what do you think of the dark thing in the basement? I think it's a dark thing. (laughs) It's scary. Is it the scariest one you've ever seen? I don't know. The souls are doing a really good job of protecting me and just letting me view it like omnipresently. They let me see a glimpse of it um, when I was researching the seance stuff. And that's when I was like, um, please make it stop. It's really bad. Uh, Yeah, I definitely. Really bad. Yeah, but also, remember how, like, (laughs) we did a video on, like, Georgie, the little boy with his eyes that cry. Okay. And um, other just, like, scary things. And I'll come home from recording, and my dad's like, how was recording? And he's just, like, sitting there making chicken nuggets. We make things so much funnier than they actually are. Oh, but I told him, I was like, you know, Em and I saw this really weird boy. His name's Georgie. His, like, eye whites cry out of his head, and he's just weird and, like, melts into the floor. Yes. It's creepy. And uh, he's like, oh, that sounds a little scary. I was like, nah, it's, it was scary. But, you know, I just had to sit at Em's house for a second and then it was gone. He's not that bad anymore. And my, my dad's like, okay. And then finally he likes to go through these spurts where he like doesn't watch our stuff or only watches one or two things. But we put out content so consistently that even he's surprised. And he like walked up to me a couple days later. No, it was like three weeks later. And he goes, that little boy with the eyes is like really scary i did a very good representation of him on youtube and you didn't make him sound scary he's like are you okay (laughs) yeah i like that was that really scared me and i was like dad it's fine i am very entertained by dark things i think it's absolutely hilarious because when do you see a little boy's eyes cry out of their face (laughs) never it's hilarious but like (laughs) we've been talking to a lot of dark things and um we're twin flames, if you guys don't know what that is. Okay, let's just say that we have not been talking to a lot of dark things. We've just, just been lately. perceiving Okay, yeah, you're right. Some dark things. We don't we're not meeting. I think I that talked talk to Georgie to though. Things. Georgie was here. Uh, I'm aware. I saw him in the mirror. He, he was it was a cool dude. Whatever. Whatever. 
But we've been perceiving dark things a lot lately because we've been doing like famous haunted locations and it was Halloween. So it's we're what doing the people want. Content. Yeah. Well, I feel like I um, am more comfortable perceiving things that are scary. Yeah. And it makes sense because I am like the child of darkness. M is the compliment of me. Yes. So the things that are dark live a lot of times we'll see them as like not scary. <laughs> Yeah, but you also see them, like, they lie to you. Yeah. So you'll see them as something that they're not, but I see them for what they are. Mm -hmm. So when I see dark entities, the ones that I've seen so far, they might be problems, but they're not as bad as the thing that's in the conjuring house. Oh, so the fact that the thing in the basement scares you is scary. Yeah. The thing in the basement is, like, you can feel its impending doom from the street of that house. Yeah. I get is, it. Is really bad. It's like one of those things that like makes you think that light doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It like sucks the light out and then makes it even darker than you ever would imagine. Mm-hmm. But that's why it's a good thing that we're talking to the human souls in the house that are protecting <laughs> us and give us a very watered down version of it. Yeah, this house is very much like a lot of people refer to the souls there as being trapped. The souls are not trapped there. There's a lot of people that goes into the house and they're like, we're going to do this great prayer and it's going to like have the souls that are trapped here pass over to the other side. And it's like those souls are not trapped there. Those souls are specifically there because they know how horrendous this thing in the basement is and they know how famous it is. So people go there all the time. And they're like, this is really fucking dangerous for these, like, normal people who don't even perceive things. So I'm going to stay near this house to make sure when people come in here that this thing doesn't screw with them. Because if it does, this thing's going to get so much worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> I don't know. I've never... Yeah. It's there's... weird being a medium. I mean, yeah. But there's a lot of... We have a video that's, like, going crazy about this topic that I have filmed in September. And there's a lot of questions about A, is what's the entity's name? The demon, Buzzlebub, oh, Beezlebub. Beelzebub. Beelzebub. People also say Beezlebub, but. Yeah, everybody says that. They get old bees. Um, is he in the basement? Is he the dark thing? I don't think so. I think it's comical. I think that well, that guy that of, he talks about, that people talk about, is, like, a deity. So, like, why would he need to be there? Not a deity. Demonic deity. Well, yeah. I mean, he's, like, on the same what is, what energy like a, level as a deity. A greater demon. I think that's what they would call it. He has lesser demons yeah. and then greater demons. And then you have, like, skittery things. Yeah, I personally think that if he was down there, he wouldn't be fucking messing around or having, like, things being puppeted around he would just do it himself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, is he down there? No, I don't think so at no, all. No, I really don't think I so. I just think it's the weird thing in the floor that's, like, a giant iron yeah. ball. That thing just, like, wants to play games, whereas Buzzlebee, Beezlebeeb, Beezlebub. <laughs> if he was down there, it wouldn't be a game. <laughs> Sorry, you keep saying the name, and it just makes me think about bees. Like, <laughs> as you can tell, we when, make scary things funny. So sorry. <laughs> you guys ever heard about the anatomical explanation of uh, why cats purr? It's because they got bees in their dummy. Jesus Christ. Bees. And that's what she thinks of when we say demons' names. 
You're welcome. That's that's how our minds are right now. But another thing that people say is, you can't be talking to these spirits because you're not in the house. Are you talking to their, like, only while you're, like, watching the video? Which is bullshit. Oh, yeah. It was funny. <laughs> okay, so the comments that Emma is getting, like, the yeah. negative ones, not, I mean, aside from, oh, you're crazy, is um, you can't be talking to the Conjuring House spirits or entities because you're not physically there and or you can't talk to the conjuring house spirits or beings because you're reacting to a video and it's not in real time so how is it that your these spirits are talking to you but all you're doing is watching a video guys physicality doesn't exist when you're not a physical being so time and space are physical constructions that people use to quantify their existence. However, if you are not a physical being, such as a spirit or a demon, you are not constrained to physicality itself. So if we are mediums and the only thing we're talking to is your soul or the spiritual energy that creates whatever it is that we're talking to, it is not restrained by distance or time because you're not. it's not a physical thing. Yeah, the best way I like to explain it is we are all one thing so it's like we're soup and we're like the alphabet of the soup and you gotta find out where the h is and you gotta fucking spell your name (laughs) (laughs) you just have to pinpoint that specific energy within your soup in order to speak with the souls that are there because they are a part of you it's just we as physical beings think that we need to physically talk to them but we can't do that because they aren't physical anymore yeah so when they get enough energy to appear to you as physical, it's just because they're manipulating the time and space in front of you to portray themselves as something more physical or solid, but they're not. We're just talking to energy. So there's no boundary between energy, whether it's time or distance. So for us to be able to talk to the things in the conjuring house right now without a video, just right now, is not. it's not a thing. It's not... It's, it's not, not impossible for us to talk to souls that are from the conjuring house it's while this, not being in the conjuring house. Yeah, it's the same thing. Guys, as a medium, I thought that I couldn't do readings unless I was physically yeah. in the same room with the person that I was talking to, their families. Does that make sense? Like when I do a medium reading and I'm talking to someone's family members or past loved ones i'm only talking to their soul i don't need that family member to be there for me in order for me in order to speak to their family member's soul and i thought that i was bound by physicality as a medium when i first started and em's like she's like you're talking to a soul right and i was like yeah she's like that's what you explain mediumship as is you're just talking to a soul and a soul is energy so why is it that you have to be in the same room as a family member for you to talk to a soul you're not talking to a physical person so that doesn't make any sense and I was like you're not wrong so I was so worried to do my first zoom readings because guys my psychic medium readings every reading that I do is over zoom basically so when you get a zoom reading You're not physically there, but I'm still able to talk to your souls. Same thing. We're not physically at the conjuring house, but the souls and spiritual things around it can talk to me because time and space mean nothing. But yeah, that's one of the biggest comments that I have on that video is you're fake. You can't talk to spirits if you're not there. I'm like, so you believe that I talk to spirits, but you don't believe that I can talk to them because I'm not there. (laughs) 
And it's also <laughs> the same premise as like people will do like haunted dolls. What's his name? 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 Gosh. Annabelle. No. Sorry. It's a boy. I mean, I know I can hear you saying he, but Annabelle is also very much connected to the Conjuring house, even though it has nothing to do with it, which I think is weird. What's the doll's name? What doll? Harold. Who is Harold? Harold the doll. Harold the Harold the doll. Yes. I don't know who that is. You have to say hello, Harold, and then goodbye, Harold, and thank you. That is it. To don't make fun of doll. it. Yes. Okay. Okay. So don't make fun of him. Okay. A lot of people that do Harold the doll segments and talk about him, if you do not, like, you have to be respectful because there's souls that haunt us doll. Okay. Right? Yes. So a lot of people have complained that when they listen to simple podcasts, not even something that's physical, you're listening to sound waves, they will have feelings of severe physical ailments after listening to this because of the doll. So if you're one of those people that believe that a doll can physically harm you from a distance and you're not even near the doll, then why would time and space matter if we're talking to the things in the conjuring house? It's the same thing. What's in the doll? I cannot do all of these haunted things all at one day. It's a lot. It's like hollow, which is why it's scaring me. Why is it hollow? Don't talk to it. Don't talk to him right now. <laughs> you can you can do your own research and let me know, and then maybe we'll do a podcast on it. Oh. But I'm just saying, from my experience of listening to other things, people have done things on Harold the doll, and they are physically sick from it. The doll moves. Sorry. I think it's interesting that you don't know anything about this, but I know things about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I don't like scary things, but I've... But you know things about this haunted doll? Yes. I have no idea what this doll is. Maybe we have to do a role reversal in one of our future podcasts. They're making the doll look really scary, but I don't think he looks like that. But also, I don't know what I'm talking to. Yeah, that's okay. We'll do it later. (laughs) Anyways, that was I'm just trying to reinforce the point of physicality doesn't matter. When you're a spiritual being, a soul, or even something dark, you don't have a physical body. So we're just talking to energy. Oh, God. Stop (laughs) talking to him. Stop. I see it now. Stop. (laughs) There's a little weird thing in it, but it's like, makes itself look like the doll, like small. And it's like... Holding my like the crook of my arm, That's but it's disgusting. like a tiny hand. That's disgusting. Stop. I- <laughs> <sighs> okay, guys. If you guys are interested in more of our rambling about the Conjuring House, make sure to join Patreon. We're gonna add our bonus content onto there. Um, that's going to be in our part of our cloud plane tier. Mm-hmm. It will be linked in the show notes. However, if you guys want more content like this, fall free. We did a YouTube video. We also do readings, as we have mentioned. So if you want a psychic medium reading or a tarot reading, we have those also linked in the show notes. You can find our services on our website. We do individual private readings. We also do group readings. If you're in, in- interested in having a group reading whether it's a tarot versus psychic medium or psychic medium whatever group reading you want go for it because we can do that over zoom well as well if you guys have well we did a zoom reading once that was a group reading with three people and they were all in different areas of the country and their reading was so much fun i forgot about that one 
Yeah, I'm surprised that worked out. It was crazy. It was great. I was so nervous because... You just need to share that link with everybody and it works <laughs> out. Because, <laughs> uh, again, guys, physicality doesn't matter. Talk to three different people. Each of them were in a different state, and I'm sure we were in a different state than every single one of them, obviously. And it was a great reading. Their grandmother came in. She was a hoot. She was so funny. Zoom is a wonderful thing. You should sponsor us. Hint, 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 hint. <laughs> that is true. We say Zoom a lot on these things. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, if you like our content, you can follow, subscribe, click like, share, and we are on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We have so many people that find us on TikTok. It's great. All of you And TikTokers. guys, our next video, we're going to be talking about deities because so many people have asked. Deities. And our experiences with those deities. So make sure you guys check those out and we'll see you guys the next one. We are your meta, sir. Kicks? Spoopy. Who is Harold? God, don't say it again. Why? <laughs> uh, God. It's gonna be another video. Are you guys scared? Oh God, I Are am. You? I'm scared. Okay, bye, Harold. What I was trying to say is that just like, uh, I don't even remember now. Gosh darn it. Okay, bye.